0: Mike DeLaHousse of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you, you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect twenty-four hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, hot, hot. Causeway I-10, better known as the intersection of E. Coli and Salmonella. To another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. Privilege of bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thank you so much for being there. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. NASH FM 1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Listen live there. And our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Our social media platforms. Join the conversation at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And it's this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, Mike Mike Dettillier joins us on the program. We go back to a single guest really for the next two weeks because next week Sean Vazan will join us on the program. Then we'll go back to our Reporters' Roundtable the following week. Uh, But you've got Mike Dettillier this week, uh, Thursday 1 o'clock, with our live broadcast on WLAE-TV also live streaming on the WLETV YouTube page. And then, of course, the rebroadcast begins. 6 p.m. on LE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLETV 2 Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at com, always on the WLETV YouTube page, and always on our social media platforms. Mike Dettilia of WWL Radio is our guest this week. Today's program brought to you by Hendrick's Neptunia uh Hendricks step gin have you tried it oh come on man you haven't, you, wait you haven't tried it yet i know most of you have right you've taken my advice right got out there got a bottle sharing it with friends and family you should be it's only around for a limited time march of 2023 and of course it is uh fast becoming one of the highest selling limited edition spirits in the super premium gin category and why not it's hendrix uh leslie gracie the uh master distiller has put together another one of her, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in October, I can say this, concoctions uh, with, again, uh, uh, just another fantastic uh, gin from Hendricks. Notes of coastal freshness, balanced with, again, notes of citrus, alluring juniper character, linked with uh, deep earthly notes of uh, locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals, which, again, Leslie found on, seriously, on the um, Scottish seaside as she did took her walks. Uh, fresh Coastal Herbs, unmistakable crisp fin- uh, citrus uh, crisp citrus finish. And, of course, uh, you can find this limited edition, Hendrix Neptunia Gin, at your favorite spirit store. By now, at your favorite restaurant or bar. Or demand it. Get out there and try it. Only around till 20 uh, till March of 2023. Hendrix Neptunia Gin, proud sponsor of our Monday show. All right. Um, boy, I tell you what, so much to get into today. First of all, congratulations to Tulane on a great win over Houston. Uh, congratulations to LSU with a great win over Auburn. We'll get into those uh, a little bit later on the program. Larry Holder is our only guest today. He'll join us at 535. Uh, but we're going to start off with the Saints and the debacle that is uh, the New Orleans Saints after, after the first quarter of the season. Look, there, there are no excuses here, okay? P- period of the end. Saints are a talented football team, but that's on paper. You know, it's one of the things, again, we're going to find out tomorrow. The Pels, uh, are, are are taking on Chicago. Um, and an opportunity, I think it's on TNT, to be able to see the Pels for the first time. Some of you guys saw them in their practice on on Saturday, again, a, a, a packed uh, Smoothie King Center to see the Pels. But on paper, Pels look like, again, they're top 14. It's on paper. We got to see it happen on, on, on the court. Same thing has to happen for this Saints team. In reality, they're a bad football team right now. And I look, I'm a guy that thought they could win the division. I'm a guy that thought they'd a chance to the NFC Championship. But you can't. Again, when you're making the type of mistakes they're making week in, week out. Sorry, I don't care how good you are on paper. If you're not doing it on the field, you know, it is what it is. Um, through the first quarter of the season, they dug themselves a hole now. They're 1-3. Truth be told, they should be 0-4. Okay? If, if we're being honest about it, they should be 0-4. Uh, miraculous comeback. Jameis Winston hurts his back, goes into the um, – goes into the tent, comes out like Superman, and, of course, they go on this incredible run against Atlanta in the fourth quarter, and they beat them. They got a pulse. That was it. The main reason why? It's pretty much been documented over the last 24 hours. We talked about it for the last last, last three weeks, right? Self-inflicted mistakes. You know, it's so funny. So many people got upset with me in week one and week two on social media when I was pointing out the problems with this team. Okay, and nobody, well, nobody wanted to fess up to it. It's a reality now. Okay, it's not an anomaly. It's a reality. Saints are the most penalized team in the NFL. 34 penalties for 316 yards in, in, in four games, the most penalized team in the NFL. Uh, thanks to Jeff Duncan for some of these stats. Some of these stats, again, that I'll be using later on will be from Luke Johnson. 24 players have committed penalties in four games. Opponents have 24 first downs off Saints' defensive penalties. Most turnovers in the NFL, 10 fumbles, five interceptions, only four takeaways. The the plus minus is worse in the NFL is minus seven. You realize that Tyron Matthew yesterday intercepted a pass. It's the first interception that the the Saints have this season. Okay? No team, and I'll say it again, no team, no matter how talented they are, doesn't matter how talented they are, okay, uh, can win, If, again, there are tops in those two negative stats. And they are. Dennis Allen has an undisciplined team, period. They lack attention to detail. And attention to detail wins games in the NFL. And that's just the way it is. Okay? I've speculated uh, that this team was built by Peyton. That they were used to him and his madman style. Okay? And, uh, of course... Now not responding to again Allen's kinder gentler coaching style. Look, they may like him a lot, but they're not respecting him. They're not playing for him, nor do they fear him. I've said it before. There was no competition in camp. Ninety nine percent of the starting jobs were set. Did you ever did you hear anybody think about competition? Okay, there no competition. We talked about it. Oh, Saints are set on paper. Uh, maybe you'll get a few people, a few guys at the bottom of the roster that are fighting for a spot, but nobody's going nobody's, uh, gonna, to gonna challenge, uh, you know, the the, the the roster spots are. Well, usually when there's a coaching change, there's competition. There's fear of losing jobs. You know, you have to impress the new staff. That didn't happen with continuity. Camp was not intense like it was with Peyton. Again, you heard the guys that were at camp saying, "Man, well, look, you know, the—, the you know, the, the camp the, the camp uh, uh, practices were shorter. They, they weren't as intense as they were in the past. Okay? Um just kind of lacked that edge that they had under Peyton. Whether that's a byproduct, again, of fear. Remember, again, I've talked about it over and over again, the wrath of Peyton. Who knows? Okay? But I'm going to say right now, if this is one of the things that blew my mind last night. Okay? Some of the things that that Allen might have to think about benching players. Wait, wait. You might have to think about now possibly benching players? Really? Instead of just benching players? I mean, it's it's a flaw in Allen's DNA as a head coach. Okay, and this is the second time around here. As of now, his players are not responding to his leadership. That's pretty obvious. They have not played a complete game yet, okay? Okay, they they, they played, um, when you look at it, have they dominated an opponent? No, they haven't. Okay? And think about this. They've had the Falcons and the Panthers on the schedule. Couldn't dominate an opponent yet. Now, this team is a far cry from the talent level that we've seen on paper. There's no way this team should be 1-3. This team really should be 0-4. Oh but there's no way they should be. It starts and ends with the head coach. As a head coach, you have to make the tough decisions. If you've got to think about it, if you've got to hesitate about it, well, maybe you're not head coach material. Some people aren't. Some guys aren't. Some guys are incredible coordinators but just can't make the move to head coach. Well, don't disrespect. It just is what it is. Players are not responding right now. If they were, if they had any fear of losing their jobs, we'd see this on Sunday. We don't see it. For instance, Andy Dalton. Did he set the world on fire yesterday? No, he didn't. But it's clear to me, okay, and I don't know if it's clear to you, that Winston should not have played against Carolina and Tampa. And I said this at the time. As soon as we heard broken back, I'm like, dude should not be on the field. And we talked about it all last week, reverting back to bad James, reverting back to Tampa Bay James. Is it a byproduct of the injury? Yeah, I think it is, no doubt. But at the same time, going back to his bad habits, Look, I'm tell you right now, the Jameis that was here was the first seven games under Peyton, uh, again, after being with under Peyton and Breeze for three years, what we saw last year before again he got hurt against Tampa Bay. That's the guy I want. The guy I've seen this year? No, because that's the guy that came from Tampa. Byproduct of again a hurt uh, broken back or not. Bad decisions. Turning the ball over. Now, he has a broken back. It's no different than, again, what we saw with Alvin Kamara yesterday with the ribs. He didn't play. Michael Thomas has a toe injury. He didn't play. Any other Or any other star that's affected, again, when, when, it, when it comes to their level of play or affectedness, it's next man up. So, to me, a flaw in Allen, as a head coach, not being able to see this and to be in command of the locker room, in command of the team. He's the guy. The buck stops with him, just like it did with Peyton, and making the tough decisions. This is not all all on Jameis Winston, but we saw a different offense yesterday. Offense finally looked like a Peyton offense yesterday. Carmichael is as big a disappointment as Allen, but yesterday the Saints ran the football. Murray had 11 carries. Ingram had 10 carries. The offense finally had a rhythm. They ran the ball 27 times. They had 111 yards and two touchdowns. Luke Luke Johnson tweeted out these stats, these next-gen stats. Andy Dalton, average time to throw the ball, 2.69 seconds, ninth quickest yesterday. Average air yards per completion, 8.7, sixth best in the NFL yesterday. Air yards per attempt, 10.8, fourth best in the NFL. Completion percentage and above expectation, 10.9 second yesterday in the NFL. It showed. Dalton wasn't perfect, but he was efficient. He got to the first and second levels. He wasn't trying to do bombs away. He wasn't trying to get everything back in a chunk. again, he wasn't injured either. I'm sorry, it's a back. Either, whether, whether you're shot up or not. maybe he was able to do it again against Atlanta when he took him when, when he brought him back. Maybe he was able to do it against, against Tampa Bay when uh, I'm sorry Carolina when we saw him again you know catch fire at like, like Lazarus and, 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 and go on with a seven, uh, seven place 73-yard touchdown drive. But he hasn't been able to do it for four quarters. And he did it without Kamara and Thomas. He did it without his starting guard, Andres Pete. Dalton was so much more comfortable in the pocket yesterday, okay? So much more comfortable than than Winston has been all season long. He gets the ball out quickly. He's more accurate. Again, he made better decisions. He had eight different receivers yesterday in all three levels. But everything wasn't perfect. He fumbled the ball. Okay, he fumbled the ball deep in Saints' territory right before half. And that led to a field goal, 13-7 to at half. Okay, he almost threw again another pick at the start of the third quarter, but it was dropped. It led to a punt. So, no, he wasn't perfect, but he should start on Sunday. When Winston is fully healed, we'll see how this offense is running under the Dalton. There's no guarantee in this league. Are you kidding me? There's no guarantee, first of all, that Dalton can do this over a long period of time. There's no guarantee... Th- again, Winston, because he was named the starter even before the season started, that he should get his job back. It is what it is. Now, I will say this. Give credit to Jameis Winston yesterday because I kept, what I would have heard yesterday was so disgusted by the game. I went back and looked at the game as I normally do on a Monday and a Tuesday. I did it yesterday afternoon. So I went play by play. And I'll give Winston a lot of credit. His leadership on the sidelines, okay? Very active, letting his teammates know what he was seeing from the sidelines. Um, Dalton, receivers, running backs, the offensive linemen, uh, uh, rallying the defense. I mean, I give him a tremendous amount of credit for the leader that he is. But he's hurt. And he's hurting the team. He cost the team. Not his fault. It's the head coach's fault. It's Allen's fault. Allen should never put him out there. But he did. And the Saints are one and three. I mean, that's more than I could say Breeze ever did when Teddy Bridge, uh, Bridgewater went in for him. Uh, if you remember, Breeze sulked on the sidelines. Okay? He, he wasn't out there again, uh, you know, being the cheerleader, doing what Winston did, yes, what Winston did yesterday. So I give him a lot of credit. He's a leader on this team. He's got to fight for his job, okay, to get it back. Part of the reason why this team is the way it is right now is they're not battle tested, because they didn't have to battle for anything in the offseason. Maybe a little fear of losing the job might focus this team for the final three quarters of this three quarters of the season. Because let me tell you something: a shakeup is necessary. One in three, the way they're playing right now, with the talent they have, you better believe there's a shakeup that's necessary. The Dennis Allen version of the Saints: discipline, accountability, attention to detail. That gets you beat in the NFL. Hell, that gets you beat anywhere. That gets you beat in the private sector, much less in sports. You kidding me? And let me tell you something right now. I joked last week, maybe again uh, at the end of the season, as this thing, this thing still continues to spiral and Allen gets his one and done year, right? That maybe again Mrs. Benson goes back to Sean Payton, promises him a piece of the team like Jim Finks got from uh, Tom Benson when Tom Benson brought Finks over when he first took over the team. But <laughs> let me be honest, that's a pipe dream. Okay, he's going to Los Angeles, he's not getting involved in coming back here. He's going to try to take over the Chargers. He's going to take over maybe the Jets. You know, he ain't, he ain't coming back to the Walls. He ain't walking through that door right now to instill discipline or use his motivation tactics to keep this team focused or fear of losing their jobs. And I think that's part of the issue here. Now, Dennis Allen's got to figure out how to be a better head coach, how to reach his team. Because right now the Saints are a very talented team on paper that all look awfully like the very untalented Raiders teams that he previously coached. That's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Starts with the head coach all the way down. The team takes on the personality of the head coach. I say there's no fear on airline drive anymore. I said that again, there was a wrath of Peyton. Guys again respected and feared him, and again, they feared for their jobs. They don't fear for their jobs anymore. Everything was handed to them in the offseason season. Oh, continuity. We're going to keep everything together. The coaches are going to be together, and the, and, the, and the team's going to be together. And you know what? Maybe that's a good thing on paper. Maybe this locker room leadership is not as strong as we thought it was because somebody's not lighting a fire under their asses right now to do the right thing. And that means take care of the football and don't penalize yourself because these are self-inflicted problems right now. Okay, forget about what's going on on the field because at times they show they show flashes of brilliance. What we think they're going to be. But then they turn into the team that, again, we used to laugh about during the Peyton era. Because you knew the Saints were disciplined. You knew they weren't going to beat themselves. You knew they weren't going to turn the ball over. And if they did, you knew the wrath of Peyton was coming. There was no wrath of Allen. Part of the issue here. Nice guys finish last, especially in the NFL. Now, I will say this. Give a lot, a lot of credit to O'Connell yesterday, okay? They had a good game plan for the Saints. They used those crossing routes against the Saints' man, man-to-man defense. I've been saying this for years, okay? It is difficult when the Saints want a man-to-man. Up, uh, and, and, again, sure, when, when it's tough to cover a guy like Jefferson, who was the best player on the field yesterday. Thielen, Smith, Cook. To a point, Osborne, if they're running vertical, right? But I'll say this right now. O'Connell's experience with the Rams, he knew the Saints defense had issues with the crossing routes, and, again, he went right at them early. They played much better in the zone, but still, Jefferson and Thielen are the best players on the field at times, especially Jefferson. Incredible. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I heard Duck Mouton asking um, uh, Sean Payton in, in an interview last night, on fourth down on four, about, about Justin Jefferson. And, of course, you know, what's he going to say? Okay, what's he going to say? Well, you know, he was a slot receiver at LSU. We didn't really – you weren't watching. Okay, you weren't watching. Dude is, a, dude is a stud. I mean, Chase and Jefferson were on the same team. they both studs in the NFL. Again, both looked at us as two of the top receivers in the NFL. You weren't watching. You could have moved up to get a Jefferson. But you had something against LSU players. So we are where we are. I'll say this about the pass rush yesterday. Jordan and Davin were active all day long. Okay. The NASCAR package seemed to be able to work. Uh, defense had three sacks, three tackle for loss, three, eight quarterback hits, and I, I'm at a lot of hurries. I couldn't find the stat on the hurries. Also, Cam Jordan played a hell of a game. It's also tough against the run, man. I mean, physical. Tyron Matthews first interception of the year for the Saints. Is that? I mean, is that – four games in, one interception is Tyron Matthew. Look, he needs to be a playmaker. It is up to Dennis Allen to figure out how he can put Tyron Matthew in a position to be a playmaker. Look, he, he is not a great tackler at this point in his career. Okay, yes, he will tackle, but, again, putting him one-on-one against a running back going downhill, that ain't working. Okay, he's going to get rolled over. But you – if you're, again – Allen, who is considered, a, again, a defensive genius, should be able to figure out a, a way to be able to get him in a position where he is being a playmaker on the field. Saints would do, would, would do much better defensively if that was his role. And finally, can, 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 I get, can I get an applause here? A Taysom Hill sighting? I mean, Carmichael, how long does it take you to figure out what Taysom Hill means to this offense? In the second quarter, we finally see Taysom Hill. Murray, thank God he's back because the offensive, the, the running game has been putrid. Big, physical, running downhill. Much more explosive version of a physical back than Ingram is. And no disrespect to Ingram, who, f- who didn't fumble. Thank you. But Latavius Murray came to play, man, and he's a great compliment and has been a, been a great compliment to Kamara in the past. Dude needs the ball in his hands. Overall, they played better, but the penalties and the turnovers are killing them, okay? Look, I'm not saying the Saints did not play sloppy, because they did. They played undisciplined at times. They did. But I'm also going to say this, and I, and I went through it play by play, and I'm going to go into this when we get back from the break. The officiating was horrible, horrible. And, and at some point, again, this this situation with the officiating, and I've said this before, especially now with getting involved with gambling and, and the legalization of sports gambling in our country, there has to be full-time officials. And, and then again, everything that they can do from an eye in the sky to whatever to be able to make sure they get it right has to happen. The Saints have been on the short end of the stick on officiating much too much, and, and it was the same thing yesterday. Worse than maybe a lot of you guys think it was. Saints were on the bad end of the, of the calls most of the time. I'm not saying that Minnesota didn't get their share of bad calls, because they did. They did. But again, when you look at this and you break it down, it was three blind mice out there. I thought Carmichael used the heavy packages, he ran the ball physically, complemented the short passing game that helped the offensive line. The offensive line played well yesterday for the most part. Okay, why? They ran the ball, and they got the ball out quickly. 2.9 seconds, okay, instead of holding on to the football. And don't, don't tell me that, again, Dalton can't throw the, throw the long ball. No, he's not Jameis Winston. But he was able to get the ball to Olave. I mean, you think about it. Up until the fourth quarter of yesterday in the first three games, think about this. In the fourth quarter of the first three games, This stat went up yesterday. 55 passes, two rushes. That's not winning football. You say, well, they're coming from behind. Well, they're not running the ball. They're turning the ball over. I thought that Dalton looked sharp through his progressions. I think you could see it. I think he deserves another opportunity to be able to start against Seattle. Boy, Lutz. (laughs) First of all, the 60-yarder looked beautiful. And I'm thinking Morton Anderson all over again. With, with that 60-yarder that, that he knocked through back in the 90s. And that 61-yarder was a heartbreaker. I mean, again, just typical Saints, huh, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, those of us that have been around since 67, those of you that, again, that know the history of this team, to see that hit the upright, bounce on the crossbar and fall out, just heartbreaking. The Saints put themselves in a position where they are, where they needed that. When you need a 60- 60 to 61-yard field goal just to tie it up, to get to overtime, that tells you where you are. Self-inflicted wounds. Self-inflicted wounds. I would like to say say this. Now, look, it was tough with Jarvis Landry yesterday because he got the focus, but they got to get more out of Jarvis Landry. He's too good of a player not to get more out of him. Meanwhile, on the other side, Justin Jefferson was the best player on the field. Ten catches, 147 yards, one rushing TV, TD, and I'm going to tell you right now, he used Lattimore at times, okay? Just tough. He, look, he's one of the best out there, Okay. I mentioned Jordan. I thought Davenport, he was outstanding. I thought Davenport played well. You know the defense gave up five field goals yesterday. I thought they played really well in the red zone. Heartbreaking loss, man. Heartbreaking loss. I had a lot. I had friends that went over uh, to to, uh, to London. From what I understand, it was a it was a Saints takeover in London. New Orleans was there in full force. It's a shame they had to have the long plane ride home without a victory. But again, self-inflicted wounds. You can't lead the league in penalties and turnovers and expect to be a winning team. You are who you are. You're 1-3, and and you're lucky you're not 0-4. Now, when I get back, I'm going to talk about the penalties, and I'm going to talk about, again, uh, blind mice that masqueraded themselves yesterday as as referees because they didn't help the Saints. And I went through it frame by frame. There was some, again, when you look at this, you say to yourself, man, 10 penalties, 102 102 yards, 5 on on defense, 4 on offense, 1 on special teams. Well, when you look at that, you say to yourself, how many of those were full penalties? I'll talk about it next here on, on, on Inside the Walls, brought to you by our friends at Hendrick Neptunia Gin. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. I don't care where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, if you're looking for an, a new air conditioning system for your home or your business, do not sign that contract with any other company until you call Burkhardt. Just let them come out and give you a price. Let them come out, sit down, talk to you, show you a little bit what the options are that they, they can give you. Again, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call when you need service. Authorize to sell some of the top brands in the industry, NATE certified technicians, doing the continuing education, keeping up with what's necessary to be able to, again, know how to not only, again, install, but, again, to uh, to uh, uh, monitor and work on the new systems, keep those up, up and going. And then, of course, treating your home like their home, understanding that you have a business to run. How do you get the ACs installed? They are the experts. Industrial, commercial, residential, they do it all. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Trust it for over 30 years. I've utilized them. Looking for a company you can trust? It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. <laughs>
1: New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at Nash FM1061.com. Country for Life 1061, Nash Icon.
2: This report is sponsored by Chucky.
1: A new season is coming,
0: and with it, major delays being reported due to another killer doll with a shady plan? Just how many Chucky's are there? Chucky rises again, and this time he wants to take over the world and our freeways. Chucky Season 2 premieres October 5th, only on USA and Sci Fi.
3: Look out for an accident that's blocking the on-wrap on 10 eastbound at the Almanasta Louisa exit. And look out for delays solid 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high-rise. Look out for delays on, on the 610 on the eastbound side from just past St. Bernard to the ten six ten merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, delays are solid from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. In the meantime, look out for accidents, Chestnut at Octavia, also Lafitte at North Claiborne, and also Poland at North Claiborne, and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
4: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community.
0: great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharaghan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan
1: Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA
5: Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at DAexterminating.com.
1: Three blind mice, three blind mice, see how they run, see how they run. This is the story we have to tell. The safety rules they knew full well. Three blind mice. Three blind mice. See how they run. Ro- they seem to be
0: resting. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. New Orleans. Eric Asher with They're you until 6. Now, I want to talk about the three blind mice yesterday. Of course, that's the officiating. Look, I'm going tell you right now, first of all, I'm not giving the Saints a pass here. Don't Don't think because I break this down that all of a sudden that I'm putting this on the officials. Because we know, right? We know this that teams that beat themselves don't get calls. It's the way it goes. We've seen the Saints at the top of the mountain when, again, other teams were making all these mistakes and the Saints were not. When they were a disciplined team, when they didn't make mistakes, they weren't in self-inflicted, self-inflicted mistakes, where they didn't lead the league in turnovers, they didn't lead the t- league in, in penalties. And, and, again, we saw the other teams, and we were just waiting for those teams to implode. We also saw the Saints pre-Payton being one of those teams, Right. I didn't think we'd see it again in this in, in the Dennis Allen here, but here we are. They're an undisciplined team. They're not focused. There's no accountability. Whether it's inside the locker room or, for, or from the coaching staff, there's no fear of losing their jobs. But yesterday the officiating was horrible. Horrible. First quarter, a Debo was on, on, on Matson's um, touchdown, was held. No call. No call. No call. No call. Adebo and Thielen both got tied up on the first drive, holding Adebo, automatic first down at the Saints' 21. Thielen pushes off on Adebo, seven yards downfield on third and eight, with 3.06 left in the second quarter. No call. Ended up being a first down, led to a field goal 10-7. Vikings. Saints' first offensive drive. Saints, ready. you figured it coming out the box here, right? Throckmorton called for illegal procedure. Should have been encroachment on Kendrick's. Okay, from third and six to third and 11. The next play, Ruiz is, is called for ineligible receiver downfield. The line of scrimmage was the 24, ladies and gentlemen. Ruiz was on the 25 when the pass was out of Dalton's hand. That's one yard up the field. That is legal for a lineman to be one yard up the field. It was an anticipation call, okay? All right? It nullified a first down. The Saints ended up at third and 24. And they were forced to punt after, again, back-to-back penalties. Again, the first one, Kendricks again moved. Throckmorton reacted. Should have been on on Minnesota. Then Ruiz called for ineligible receiver downfield. Again, he took the one yard. I stopped it. I freeze-framed it. Line of scrimmage was 24. He was on the 25, and you could see clearly the ball is at least three feet out of Dalton's hands. Pathetic. Crushed him in the first drive. Let's fast forward to the fourth quarter. Third and 10, 5.29 left on the clock. Odebo, a pass interference on, the, on Thielen, a pass defense on, on Thielen. Uh, Matthew was called for hands to the face on that play. Never happened. Never touched the receiver. Never touched the receiver's head, touched the shoulder pads. Instead of again, third and 10, getting off the field, it's first down to the 38 for Minnesota. Lattimore called for pass interference on Thielen. Everybody saw that, the hand fighting going in the end zone. Could have been called either way. Could have been called again on both. Thielen grabbed the face mask of of Lattimore. Lattimore got the P.I. I mean, you're an official. How do you not see the hand fighting? If you don't let it go through into the end zone, and then you see the grab of the helmet, which is supposed to be off, off limits, right? How's that not a penalty? Also, again, Holding was called on the D-ball on the same play. Now, let me say this. I'm just being honest. I didn't have the all-22, so I couldn't tell if he held past five yards because the TV copy did not show us that. But I'm going to say right now, Lattimore and Thielen were were hand-fighting. It was not interference on on, on Lattimore. That's a 35-yard penalty, ladies and gentlemen, okay? That was the second one of that particular drive, second one of that drive. Four minutes, 20 seconds left, Saints ball, ball on the Saints five. Of course, Jefferson takes it on a reverse, uh, and of course uh, the, they end up missing this in the extra point. It's down 20, 25 twenty twenty five twenty two four fifteen left in the game. Holtz gets a holding penalty on a sweep. There's no way in the world he did not hold. Mur- Murray hit, Murray again um, ends up. What ended up happening was Murray went off of him. The defender lost the balance, uh, lost his balance, and fell backwards. Instead of again, second and five, it was first and twenty. Multiple again penalties that again that should have been called that should never been called against the Saints that were. Now same thing with the Vikings, right? But at the same time, you can't have a situation where the officiating is so bad, and we've seen this throughout the first four games of the season, and the Saints are getting the short end of the stick, and it's and it's happened consistently since Vikingate, okay? But they don't get a call. They don't get a call. Somebody can say Bounty Gate, I'm saying Viking Gate, okay? But at the same time, you also get a reputation, ladies and gentlemen. When you lead the league in, in turnovers, when you lead the league in penalties, that's what happens. But when you look at this and you say to yourself, 10 penalties, 102 yards, and I just gave you a few instances where, again, Saints were penalized and there was no penalty. Critical penalties that, that again that stopped drives are again continued drives for the for the Vikings. Now, I'm not making excuses for this team, but it is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, the NFL needs full time officials. Full time officials. Period, the end. No other way around it. And especially for a league that makes this much money. And now, again, with, the, with, again, the legalized sports betting in this country, it's a disservice to the better, to the fan, to those that are vested, not to get it right. And that crew yesterday was horrible. 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 Um, as far as the rest of the season goes, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I'll just tell you right now. um, Can they turn it around? Yes. (laughs) This is a very talented team. I I still say, again, a very talented team. But, number one, they got to get better quarterbacking play. They got that yesterday. Uh, Maybe maybe Winston can come back eventually and uh, play like he did in the first, what is it, seven games of last year where he didn't turn the ball over, where, again, he was cautious. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe, again, he come, he's the – maybe who we have is who we are when you, when you talk about Jameis Winston. Maybe he learned nothing from those three years under, under Peyton and, and Breeze. I'm hoping he did. And I'm hoping that what we're seeing right now, what we saw out of him was a byproduct of, again, him being injured and reverting back to, again, just bad habits. Andy Dalton is not the second coming. He's a 35-year-old journeyman quarterback. He's accurate. He's seen everything. Uh, He's not very mobile. So, again, but if you run the football effectively and you can give him a little bit of time, as we saw, 2.9 seconds getting the ball out, he can be an effective quarterback. Now, how effective can he be? Who knows? But that offense had more of a rhythm yesterday than it it had all season long. He deserves an opportunity to get a a second chance uh, with, with Seattle in the Dome. Defensively, I thought they played better. Uh, you know, I thought the defensive line—they they rushed the pass with four-down linemen most of the time. Uh, I thought they got a pass rush. I thought against the run, for the most part, they played well. But again, they still got gashed at times. Penny had a real good game yesterday for Seattle. Believe me, he's gonna be he's be licking his chops for this defense to be the defense it was last year. And remember, you're still missing two—you're <laughs> missing two key pieces. And I'll say it again: uh, Yes, Werners playing out of his mind, no doubt about it. Uh, but you're missing. Quan and you are missing Gardner Johnson, who by the way, is now part of the Philadelphia Eagles, who again are the are undefeated and I, and by the way also have the Saints' first round pick. So they don't only have Gardner Johnson; they have the Saints' first round pick as well. So anybody thinking, "Oh well, you know we can tank and get a quarterback," well, no, you can't. Uh, the only hope you got there is is if Peyton comes back, ends up with another team, and and you're getting their 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 pick. And that's that's the only hope there. This defense has. Talent on it on all three levels. But Debo's going to get better. He's a little bit raw right now, because of again coming off that injury. Uh, Lattimore's not going to see Jefferson every week. And uh, again, as I said earlier, I think Tyron Matthew—you got to put him in a position where uh, I don't know—I don't know if it's a rover back, whatever. He's got to be a guy that can roam and make plays. He's a playmaker you're expecting him to come up and, again, help you and run support, it's not his deal. But, again, a creative defensive coordinator can find that. And that's another thing I'm going to say right now. If we cannot see this team get consistently better, then maybe Dennis Allen needs to concentrate on being the head coach and not the play caller. Now, we know he's been a, a, a really great play caller in the past, but he's got to be distracted somewhat when it comes to again everything that's on his plate. Look, Peyton was able to do it. Maybe Allen's not. It's only a, a small sample size in terms of a quarter of the season, but yet again, it's looking very very similar to what we saw in in in, in Oakland with the Raiders when he took over there. Something's got to change here. And the first thing the first thing he has to change is again, he's got to get the attention of this team and he doesn't have it. There's got to be, a, again, a coming-to-Jesus moment. There's got to be a little fear of God put in this team right now that when you make a mistake, you pay for it. And how do you pay for it? You go sit down. Maybe you're getting cut, depending, on, again, who you are and what you're doing. Can't consistently have these mistakes by players, again, that ultimately put them in a position where it's killing drives or extending drives for the opponent. This is an undisciplined team right now, and, and, and they, need a, they need a wake-up call more than... We've, we're, look, we're better than this. We know we're better than this, and we're going to try to get it together. No. It's got to be, again, like now. Because one in three is bad. One in four is worse. And then you, have, then you have, at the Seattle, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati coming to town. And that high-powered offense. And, of course, Trey Hendrickson rushing the passer. Another Saints mistake. Doubling down on Davenport, letting Hendrickson go out the door, who continues to be one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. I'm still shaking my head at that one. But the bottom line is this team's got to become more disciplined. There's got to be a fear for your job. Nobody can be comfortable. There has to be – people have to be uncomfortable in that locker room Now It's gotten to that point. You're one in three. And you're better on paper than 1-3. and three. But the reality is, if you're going to be the number one team in turnovers, you're going to be the number one team in penalties, you're going to be 1-3, and three, and you should be 0-4. Oh so we'll see. Maybe Dennis Allen's the answer, maybe he's not. As of the first quarter of the season, he's definitely not. He's definitely not. And continuity, again, was not the way to go. We'll see. Maybe it turns around. Maybe, again, the leadership in this locker room gets the attention of the players and they start to have more of attention to detail. Because let me tell you again, I'll say it again. The wrath of Peyton is not walking through that door. That's over with. Watch him on Fox. It's the closest you're going to get. Maybe he's going to visit New Orleans, like he said last night, on 4th down on Four, and go to a couple tailgates. That's the closest he's getting to the Dome. It's on Dennis Allen and his coaching staff now to figure it out. And it's been a putrid effort so far. Pathetic. Saints fans deserve more. Mrs. Benson deserves more. So we'll see how it, how it plays out. The first thing, the first order of business is Allen putting the fear of God in his team, start benching some guys, and second of all, maybe make a few cuts as well, and discipline. I don't care what you got to do. Discipline. Accountability. No more penalties. Minimum, sorry, minimize the penalties, minimize the turnovers, and start playing NFL football. Because what, what we've seen over the first four weeks is disgusting. Nobody wants to watch that. Nobody. We'll see how it plays out. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends over at uh, Dave Damien Insurance. If you're a contractor and you're trying to get in the runaround when it comes to an insurance quote at Dave Damien Insurance, they are an independent agency. So, they, again, they will make it easy for you to get a quote for your next job. They offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile, property insurance. They'll search over 50 companies for, again, the best policy for the best price for you. You want to save? Call Dave. Call follow 504-556-0809. Uh, you can also reach him um, at uh, his office on Veterans next to Shogun, set up an appointment, or, again, go to his one-stop shop when it comes to uh, insurance. Uh, that's his website, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-Agency.com. You want to save? Call Dave. You want an insurance agent that's got your back? Call Dave. 504-556-0809. That's Dave Miette Insurance. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? They me? cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, All dry righty, mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. me at I-10 in Metro.
1: At Progressive, you can get 24 7 protection, even if you break the space time continuum.
0: Wait, every time
4: you wake up is the same day? That's
1: terrible. Eh, don't worry, I call Progressive. Their 24 7 protection still works even if my day does last forever.
4: Yeah, but don't you want it to end?
1: Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, it's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
2: I absolutely love my dog, but the constant shedding, not so much. But then I got a Swiffer Sweeper Pet Kit, and it is amazing. These super thick cloths pick up a crazy amount of hair. Just look at all that. And that was from just one swipe. And the best part? Sweeper's so much easier to maneuver than a broom or a vacuum. Easily getting around chairs and under the couch. You're right. Now I can focus on you, not your shedding. Swiffer Sweeper Pet Kit. Because shed happens.
0: All right, don't forget about my friends over Burkhardt. If you're in the market for a generator, man, call Burkhardt. They are the generator sales and service experts. First of all, Jason Burke ought to sit down with you at a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator. Uh, once you guys come to an agreement, uh, you get a single day install. They have generators in their warehouse right now ready to be installed in your home or business. What are you waiting for? You can finance it over time with low monthly notes. You'll get a new install quality check after one month. It'll come out after a month. Uh, walk you through again how to how to utilize the generator, how to do how to service the generator, and of course, if you need service, there's 24/7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need that are stored at uh, Burkhart's uh, Compound in Mandeville. When it comes to generator sales and service, Burkhart takes care of the whole process for you: planning, permits, inspections. Their dedicated generator team are experts when it comes to generators. Why would you go anywhere else? Generator sales and services, Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Deptunia Gin. Uh, just a short amount of time left, folks, to be able to get out there and enjoy it. Uh, March of 2023, it's off the shelves forever. Gone. See you later. Much like Minnesota Solstice, much like Lunar. Fast becoming the highest-selling limited edition spirit in the super brand gym, premium gin category, and why not? Uh, the flavor profile is incredible. Notes of coastal freshness, balanced with fresh notes of citrus, that alluring juniper character linked by my deep earthly notes of locally sourced Scottish seaside botanicals, fresh coastal herbs, unmistakable crisp finish. Oh, man. It just sounds so yummy just even talking about it. Get out there and get yourself a bottle of doing your Gin. At uh, your favorite spirit store. Demand it at your favorite restaurant or bar. Part of, again, uh, Hendrick's Gin, part of... Uh, William Grant, independent family still since 1887, a proud sponsor of our Friday show and, of course, now our Monday show. Thank you, George Loriana. Thank you, Republic Beverage. Thank you, um, uh, Hendricks. Thank you also, William Grant. Thank you for listening, New Orleans. My name is Eric Asher. When we come back, talk LSU and Tulane. Larry Holder joins at 535. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with the 6. New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six o'clock, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Our digital platforms, iHeartRadio App, or Tunein Radio App, Nash FM's 1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find it fairly easily. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. Today's program brought to you by Hendrix Neptunia Gin, uh, limited edition uh, gin uh, that is out there, super premium gin. uh, And uh, we invite you to partake uh, in a in a uh, cocktail or again buy a bottle for the house inspired by the magic of the sea uh, Hendrix home um, on uh, the southwest coast of uh, Scotland uh, Hendrix Neptunia is unmistakably Hendrix, but it's got that additional invigorating blend of coastal botanicals and a, a crisp, crisp citrus finish uh, again, only out until March of 2022. Uh, Leslie Gracie is uh, the master distiller for Hendrix. She is a scientist uh, by profession. And uh, she goes into the cabinet of curiosities. And this is the fourth straight year in which, again, she's come up with a limited edition Hendrix gin. And all four, all three before, just like Hendrix, Hendrix uh, Neptune and now again, uh, took the uh, market by storm. Uh, if you haven't tried it, get out there and try it. It, it is a unique uh, uh, spirit. Uh, that is, again, uh, part of that uh, Henrik's flavor, broth, what they do uh, in terms of, uh, again, putting together a fantastic spirit for you. And it's only around to March of 2022. Henrik's Deptunia Gin. Get out there and enjoy one. Uh, uh, enjoy some of your favorite spirits from your favorite spirit store or demand it at your favorite restaurant or bar. Um, we talked about the Saints in the first hour. I'm going to leave that where it is. We'll pick it up with Larry Holden when we get back. Uh, you know, bottom line is, again, uh, Dennis Allen has started acting like a head coach. And he's got to start. he started demanding more from his team. He's got to get the respect of his team. He's got to. He's got to get the um, um, uh, get this team back to what it was under Peyton, where again they didn't self-destruct, leading the team and leading the league in turnovers, leading the league in penalties. Uh, that is unacceptable. And um, uh, the self-inflicted wounds that, that they're that they're doing each and every week are the reason why they're one and three. Uh, they're be- they're much better than they were. And I'll say it again. Uh, Dalton is, deserves now, after yesterday, getting the ball out in 2.69 seconds, um, uh, what he was able to do um, in terms of uh, hitting all three levels uh, and, and, of course, just the one turnover, the fumble. Um, uh, he does an, uh, deserves an opportunity to be able to start another n- another game and really should start until Winston is healthy, and then we'll see where they are uh, at that point. Um, hopefully, again, Kamara Thomas um, uh pete may will we'll all be back next week but you know what injuries are part of the deal and this team needs a shake-up okay a big-time shake-up uh that, that goes for carmichael as well um you know yesterday i thought he used the heavy packages more i thought they ran the ball much more physical uh i thought it, that it showed in terms of the balance but um uh this team again you cannot rely on Lutz to hit 60 and 61 yard field goals for you to win games or to tie games so we'll see how this plays out going forward. If you missed any of the first hour, uh, please feel free to be able to check it out uh, on the podcast uh, at your leisure. Uh, really good news, obviously, when it comes to the collegiate game. And, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, I couldn't be more more proud of the Tulane Green Wave. It is so difficult to go into a place where you've traditionally got your ass kicked. A team that has had your number, that has out-athleted you, out-quicked you, uh, and, and, you know, pretty much, you know, just... Uh, left you on the side of the road like a carcass, Uh, and that's Houston. Houston has dominated Tulane. Uh, Tulane showed perseverance. Uh, They never quit, even in the face of adversity. 27-24 in Houston. uh, Tulane wins in overtime. First of all, let me say this. Uh, Willie Willie, uh, Fritz needs to go work for the CIA. He put Peyton to shame this week. Nobody knew that Pratt had the shoulder injury. They kept it that quiet, okay? It was the best-kept secret maybe in the history of New Orleans. Uh, IBM starts. I mean, he's looking sharp. He's throwing the ball over the field. And, of course, then not learning anything from the previous quarterback, right? Puts his shoulder first into a defender on the first drive, injures his shoulder, makes way for third of Kai Horton. Now, let me say about something about Kai Horton. Those of you that listen to this show on a week-in, week-out basis, day-in, day-out basis, those that listen to Gary Smith, remember what Gary said during camp guy is guy Horton number the third stringer is really good like you know because I was talking about and he goes well I'm gonna tell you right now the guy how Horton is really good he really looks good in practice and I'm kind of like okay it's the third string quarterback I'm not you know didn't say anything any one way or the other really okay well maybe down the line he might be a guy that comes in for Pratt if Pratt moves on you know etc he struggled at times okay again he set the world on fire but he put it together when it counted, the last drive in the fourth quarter and, of course, the drive in overtime to win, to win the game. Give a tremendous amount of, of, of credit when you talk about uh, the, the, the coaching staff and what they were able to do um, in, in, in getting their team prepared. And, and even in the, in the face of adversity, look, Horton comes in, he goes 11-21, 132 yards, throws three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, come on. Um, they had 189-yard passing total, 57 of that uh, was, was with I.B. Adams. Uh, Spears, Celestine. Uh, Now, again, you'd like to see more yards on the ground, but they did enough. Uh, 28 carries uh, total, uh, 84 yards. Spears got it 14 times. Celestine got it seven. Uh, And I thought they were effective. Where Spears was really effective was in the passing game. Uh, he led all receivers with six re- receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown and of course the touchdown the winning touchdown um uh Tyreek James had that little shuttle pass for for a touchdown uh you know around the goal line i thought they were i thought the offense was more cre- was creative despite the fact that they had um they had a third string quarterback in there uh i thought the line for the most part protected uh but again let me say this right now ladies and gentlemen Look, I realize that, you know, uh, when you look at the stats, and stats sometimes can lie, uh, when you start talking about um, uh, college football or any football, okay, Uh, that you're in a situation where uh, when it comes to to defense, uh, Tulane, their defense is legit. I mean, they are legit, okay? Uh, i, I realized that again they gave up 383 yards total um but i'll say this right now uh they came to play and they were physical they were all over the field um i just like what i, I i've liked what i saw this defense the last few weeks um and this was just a a great total team win for a team again that I mean, Houston has caused so many painful moments for the greenies. And you can see the flashbacks, right? But they again they showed resiliency. Um Tulane is thirteenth in the nation in total defense right now. They swarmed to the football, they cover, they can stop the run. Uh I just give a tremendous amount of credit to Tulane again on the way they played on Friday night. They could have gave when when a Kai Horton came in, they could have gave it up. So third string quarterback, that's it. No, no. They they doubled down and they played well. They really did. Now <laughs> The frustrating thing is what happened the week before, okay? It's a really good team. Can they stay grounded? Because they, they, one thing they've proven is when they have success, they buy into that success. We saw it against Oklahoma last year. We saw it against Southern Miss two weeks ago. I mean, it is unforgivable to lose to Southern Miss. This team could be undefeated right now and be peeking into the top 25. Instead, they're 4-1. They got East Carolina this week. Uh, that, that's a team that, again, you, uh, based on what Tulane's doing right now, you sh- think they should win. Uh, it's at home. Credit Tulane, again, for bouncing back big uh, after the Southern Miss loss and and playing against a team that has had their number. I give them so much credit. I give Willie Fritz a tremendous amount of credit. Uh, just say, it's so good to see, again, this team have success. And this is tough, man, okay, when you lose your starting quarterback and then you lose your backup quarterback and you're going with your third stringer, and he's delivering a victory for you. Kudos to Tulane. LSU started off slow. I mean, it didn't look good. I mean, they down seventeen nothing. Starts off with seven banks getting carted off on a stretch in the opening kickoff, and I thought it really affected LSU early. I thought the secondary was porous. Um, you look at and just overall when you start talking about, you know, h- how they were. I mean, they they gave up uh, uh, big play after big play. There were eleven big big plays in the, in that game. Okay. Uh, eight passes of 15 yards or more, three uh, three rushing uh, plays of 10 yards or more. Uh and of course um, penalized 10 times for 96 yards, which again was, you know, that's Saints like in, the, in the, at least this version of Saints. Uh but we we hear resilience, right? We hear grittiness. It's exactly what this team is. Um the ability to come back. Uh on on the road down 17 um Especially again after Ashford, who was very mobile, and again was able to create time and separation for his receivers with his legs, right? And they were giving up; they, they were getting gashed early. But of course, LSU rallied, scoring 21 answer, answer points. The defense uh, pitched a shutout from the middle of the second quarter on. And of course, now they go; they, they're 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 four and one; they're two and zero oh in, in the um, uh, in the um, conference. And um, I thought Kelly did a great job. I mean, he went physical. Okay, uh, again, uh, making sure that again they ran the football effectively. on the big big offensive line. I thought Daniels again before injuring his knee was a uh, was a pretty good dual threat. Again, especially on on the running. I thought Nesta Meyer came in and uh, again I, he, he you know again he he ran the offense. Okay, I thought Emory Kane and Williams uh, were, were tough running all night. I thought, the, again, Mason Taylor struggled a little bit, missing, making some catches, but uh, let me say this. If you're LSU, um, th- there is no way in the world that you're going to continue to win in the SEC uh, if you have 85 yards passing, okay? It's just not going to happen. They've got to be able to throw the football more effectively. Now, Daniels, again, was a dual threat. He hurt his knee. Not sure, again, where, where he is on, in terms of, again, the, the knee injury. Uh, but, again, they were... You know they they were able to to, uh, to to muster up only 85 yards to throw the air. Um, again, as I mentioned about the the running backs, uh, you know it was really a coming out party. Uh, when when you talk about uh, John Emery Jr., uh, the, what we what we expected to see out of him, uh, he had eight carries for 42 yards, 5.3 on on the average. He had one touchdown, one, one catch, 39 yards. Uh, I thought he played well. Uh, the uh, they were hot and cold in terms of the receivers, but, I mean, you look at it. Emory has one catch. Neighbor has two catches. Taylor has three catches, and they, they must have targeted him, uh, uh, you know, six or seven times. Boutique had one catch. Besh has one catch. Josh Williams has two catches. they got to be better. Ten for, again, 85 yards in, ter- in terms of, uh, of throwing the football. Uh, they're not going to win consistently. Especially, they're not going to beat the volunteers. Uh, eighth-ranked uh, Tennessee coming into uh, LSU at 11 o'clock on, on Saturday morning. If they only can muster up 85 yards in passing, so I mean they got to get that cleaned up. But defensively, huh, you got to love the way they played. Uh, first of all, the linebackers Perkins, Penn, Baskerville—I mean, at all—really uh, showed out. They stole the show, especially the second half uh, when they shut down again. A- Ashford as a, as a dual threat, uh, Ojolari with that express, impressive uh, strip sack that led to Jay Ward scoop and score. Uh, and I talked about early uh, again in the. Um, in the contest, the secondary uh, was porous. I mean, pass catchers running free all over, and then they tightened up, you know, cre- creating turnovers, uh, you know, and-, and shutting down Auburn. Greg Book Brooks ripping the ball away from former LSU wide receiver uh, Coy Moore, uh, you know, for an interception to steal the win. Uh, and then I want to also say something about Bramblet, you know, the uh, the punter from uh, for Notre Dame, the transfer. He punted well, man. He he put. Um, He put Auburn deep in their territory multiple times with his punts. But LSU never quit. They just never quit. And, uh, you know, again, Kelly is instilling that in them. You know, they talked about the grit. Uh, They talked about, again, being just a gritty team. Um, I thought the coaches did very, very well in the in-game adjustments. Uh, I thought the team played with a tremendous amount of heart. And uh, it's just a shame that, they, they didn't have a tune-up game before Florida State because Florida State's not that good. You can see it now. They're not that good. LSU has gotten better every single week. We're seeing the growth with the team every single week. The same can be said for Tulane with they accepted a little hiccup against USM. We're seeing growth every single week from both of those teams. And uh, Tulane uh, has not cracked the top 25 yet. If they were undefeated, they probably would have already. LSU is now 25th in the AP poll, taking on eighth-ranked uh, Tennessee uh, this weekend. So on the collegiate level, uh, I think that, again, the, that we're seeing two teams that are growing, two teams that uh, continue to get better week after week, and two teams that they continue on, the, on this track uh, are going to be teams to reckon with. Now, look, it's the meat of the SEC schedule for, for LSU. It's going to be very difficult, okay? Uh, I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves here. Uh, you know, this is a, there is, this is a talented team. But they don't have the, the quality depth like other teams in the SEC. I mean, when you start up with 39 scholarship players and then you can't even uh, you can't even fill out your um, your entire roster. Okay, uh, again, playing a lot of freshmen now, which they should, because again, the, number one, the freshmen are, are are the better players, but number two, you're getting better for for the future. Uh, this is a murderer's row. Um, Tennessee at Florida, uh, Ole Miss. Okay, who's ranked? Um, at home, uh, and then at and then Alabama at home, at Arkansas. I mean, it, it, it's all the way to November nineteenth, where you get a little bit of a breather with UAB. I mean that is a, I mean that this is murderous row here. Okay, T- at Tennessee at home, at Florida, homecoming, Ole Miss at home, at uh, Bama at home, and then at Arkansas. It'll be interesting to see, again, what they look like when they come out on the other end of that. Um, we don't know what Jaden Daniels' status is. Uh, as I mentioned before, I do like the fact that Nussmeier, again, controlled the game. Uh, he's a lot better than he was going back to the Southern game, even from last week. He had to come in. They didn't ask him to do a lot, okay? They didn't ask him, and, and you know, rightly so, coming in as a backup. Um, he doesn't have – he's not a bad runner. But he's not Jaden Daniels in terms of that playmaker. But Jaden Daniels not the passer he is either, uh, and that has not been on display yet. Two for, two for six, five yards. That's nothing. Okay, um, we'll see how it plays out. But the offensive line, even with with Dellinger out, I thought they I thought they played well, and I thought the defense came to play. Man, I really do. I mean, again, um, you know, from 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 the front from the front um, uh, defensive line, which again we knew was going to be good. I mean, Roy Wingo, uh, Ojalari so again, I mentioned my, you know, the, the 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 linebackers with Penn and Jones and Baskerville and Perkins. Uh, you know, I thought they uh, they called him Fouché. Uh, we, uh, I've heard him uh, pronounced Fouché or Fouché. Uh, Joe came in, and I thought there was a little bit of an issue for a while there. Turn the even even Kelly said communication, but they made the adjustments there. Uh, and uh, Greg Brooks played incredible. I mean, he really did. Perkins played well. You look at uh, you know once again, Jay Ward has been really again one of the MVPs on defense. Uh, They give a lot of credit to again uh, Matt House and what he's been able to do with that defense. Uh, LSU's defense looks like it's for real, and we thought they might be. We were we were a little suspect on the on the second level, didn't know what you get out of the third level, and we still don't know. Okay, we're gonna find out more again. Like I said, this is Murderers Row. This is ten this is Tennessee at home at Florida, Ole Miss. Alabama, and then that Arkansas, and we'll find out how, how good this team can be going forward. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Big weekend for the college for the colleges. Give a lot of credit to both LSU and Tulane's coaching staff, uh, the players for their resiliency, uh, the ability to, again for, two, for LSU to be able to come back at the 17 down on the plains. Look, well, that's not easy to do. Okay, at Auburn, and we know the history of that of that rivalry as well, and of course. Uh, Tulane exercising some demons with Houston. So good to see them beat Houston and how they did it in overtime. Um, again, credit Willie Fritz, his staff, Brian Kelly, their staff. Uh, they got got teams that are getting better each and every week. Uh, but we'll find out where the rubber hits the road now as they get really deep into conference play. Saints, on the other hand, I said it before, undisciplined bunch. Undisciplined, no accountability. Uh, they're too good to be 1-3, but yet they played so bad, they're lucky they're 1-3. They should be 0-4. And uh, it, it goes directly back to the head coach, and then if you want to take the other finger and you want to point it, you point it at the general manager, right now, and that's Mickey Loomis. So we'll see how this plays out. Can Dennis Allen turn it around? Can Can he again instill the wrath of Peyton 2.0, meaning again Dennis Allen, into into this team? Because again, there seems to be something missing here. Um, there's no There doesn't There's no fear of failure. There doesn't seem to be any type of fear out on a-line Drive right now. It's time for a shakeup. And let's see if, if Allen's got got the hone, has got what it takes to do that. Because most of the time, players' coaches don't work out. Sometimes they do. Most of the time, they don't. Okay? Because players tend, tend to be able to become complacent. And uh, this is a group that we know on paper is very talented, but they're not getting the most out of that talent. Again, right now, leading the league in turnovers, leading the league in penalties, uh, that's what losers do and the Saints are right now or losers, one and three after the first quarter. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. We'll get Larry Holder's take. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Uh, today's program brought to you by Hendrix Deptunia Gin, uh, limited edition gin inspired by the magic of the sea, Hendrix's home in the southwest coast of Scotland. Uh, unmistakably, Hendrix um, is Hendrix Deptunia. It's got that additional invigorating blend of coastal botanicals and crisp citrus finish. It uh, launched in March of 2022. You only have to March of 2023 to enjoy it. Uh, so go out and get your bottle now of, again, Hendrix Neptunia Gin. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, here and Airline and Metairie. Open uh, Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or you go to southerntire.com and check out all the service they provide for their customers. At Southern Tire, they got the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. They make it easy for you. You can order your tires on, on southerntire.com. They'll be ready, waiting to be mounted for you when you head over to Southern Tire. And if your vehicle's giving you problems and you need help, uh, why don't you head over bring it over to Southern Tire. Uh, ASC-certified technicians with the same exact um, diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. And as I've said before, the Piazza family has invested heavily in, in this diagnostic equipment, uh, even more modern diagnostic, uh, diagnostic equipment than you get at the dealership. And, of course, the Piazza family is a company you can trust. Again, one of the, one of the other guys will, will say that, again, leave your car. It'll take a couple days or a couple weeks. At Southern Tire, They'll get they'll get you in and get your car back today. That's Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory & Airline in Metairie. All right, um, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with Eagle 6. We'll be right back.
2: This report is sponsored by Wendy's. Try Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks today. Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks are so good, some are saying they're better than their mom's French toast. Perfectly crispy on the outside. Perfectly fluffy on the inside. Perfectly perfect in every way. Try Wendy's new homestyle French toast sticks today and see if they're better than your mom's.
3: Look out for an accident that's blocking two right lanes on 10 Eastbound at Bonneville. A delay is going to be solid on 10 Eastbound from just past Clearview. To the 10610 10 merge. Also, in the meantime, look out for delay solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from just past North Claiborne to Canal. Also, in the meantime, look out for an accident blocking the off ramp. On the Clay, at the, right at the Claiborne Earhart exit on the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are going to be heavy as you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for accidents, Elysian Fields at North Pierre, and also Morrison at Crowder. I'm at Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brenner Traffic Center.
0: It was a speculation. The dad went into the into the of the kid in the. Don't forget about my friends over Suburban Roofing. And siding, 504-861-Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed insured, a member of the Bay BBB, and, of course, been re-roofing South Louisiana for the last two decades. Uh, my good friend Marty Scoggins uh, is um, honest and reliable, will stand about behind all the Suburban Roofing's uh, quality workmanship. You know Suburban Roofing is only one of 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers, which will allow their customers to qualify for the manufacturer's extended warranty program. Folks, Suburban Roofing's um, crews are skilled in all types of roofs, will even hand nail your roof. Not not, not with the air gun out there, pop, 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 and move on to the next job. They will even hand nail your roof. Don't sign that contract with any other company. Stay away from the storm chasers. Go with a company that you've known for two decades here in New Orleans. That's Suburban Roofing and Siding. 504-861-ROOF. That's 504-861-ROOF. handle. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. over here about my friends at burkhardt uh are you adding an addition to your home uh maybe again a man cave maybe one of those um what do they call those she she sheds or he sheds maybe you got maybe you're an empty nester and you're not again want to use the your your main air conditioning unit throughout the entire home Uh, maybe again you only want to cool a few rooms uh, Burkhardt has the answer for you. It's the Mitsubishi Diamond Comfort System. The air handler can work with the existing duct system and can be utilized without a duct system. You can heat or cool your entire home or business using the slim wall mounted unit uh, to heat or cool a specific rooms separate from your existing duct system. Again, perfect uh, for man caves, garage conversions, a bedroom, a kitchen. You only cool or heat the room you want. You're also going to save on power consumption. You can heat or cool that room in your home or business that kind of lags behind the central system, which means you're going to lower your electric bills because you don't have to sacrifice comfort for for the whole home or, again, business uh, just to cool one room or or to be able to heat one room. It's the Mitsubishi Diamond Comfort System. Ask about it at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, we are back. Thanks so much again, um, uh, as always. Uh, for uh, tuning into the program. Again, 4 to 6 right here on 106.1 FM. Joining us on the program as he does each and every week. He knows about the Mitsubishi Diamond Comfort System because when we were doing radio back at 690 back in the day, uh, they would, you know, the, him and Gus would come in, and that would be Larry Holder, and they'd have the air condition almost on, you know, they would have it fairly uh, normal. And then when I would come in, I would put it like below zero, and then Corey Johnson would come in, and then he would freeze to death. But that's how versatile those systems were. You remember those days, don't you, Larry?
5: Say, I'd say I remember those days, Eric, and yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, you were definitely one who needs it frigid. I would say that. Oh, <laughs> I,
0: I, you, could, you, could, you could literally hang meat in, in, in the studio. That's why, that's why again, our, our former general manager, Dan Fraser ended up putting that unit in there, in, in the studio, because I would literally freeze out the entire, the entire uh, uh, studio and, and, of course, the, the whole building because I'd turn it down. And, of course, uh, uh, that was solved with that. But uh, those were the days, my friend. Those were the days.
5: Yeah, I, I was just thankful that I did my show before you. So I got to wear my yeah, I know you and shorts and wear the old Poor Larry uniform that he wears to yeah.
0: work. Exactly. So, uh, uh, flip-flops, shorts, and, and a T-shirt. There you go. Even when like froze September. to death.
5: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no.
0: There's no doubt. And I, and I can remember Corey, as soon as he'd walk in the door, he'd be like, oh, my God. He'd have to open up the doors. And, and literally for the first uh, maybe half hour of his show, kind of let the, the, the warmth of the rest of the, uh, uh, the office kind of go in there and, and, uh, and, uh, and, I guess, normalize the temperature.
5: Well, also, you know, with uh, Corey, uh, you know, he 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 spits some hot takes out in and of himself, so he he yes, heat he that room up pretty quickly.
0: Yes, you got that right, brother. That's for sure, no doubt. Those of you that again have been listening to Larry for a long time with us radio, where you watch him on TV again now with the Athletic, we invite you again to partake and and be a, a subscriber to the Athletic. We also ask you to do that under Larry's moniker; he gets credit. Larry, tell us about the Athletic.
5: Yeah, it's look we. <laughs> We're we're gearing up for, you name it, all of it. Uh, NFL, you look uh, baseball, MLB is about to go to the playoffs. Uh, NBA is about to crank up. Uh, I, I could tell you that uh, we, if you are into the World Cup, uh, we are going to be your top number one destination in media in the world for that event. Uh, we are going to be doing some extremely innovative things. Uh, it's especially uh, just our, our coverage uh it's just ramped up just uh since we were uh purchased by the New York Times and so we we've, we've got that engine behind us as well so yeah it's uh and uh, look for for me I'm I'm writing about the NFL so you know that's uh, uh that's where my expertise goes now so yeah go check out uh, any of my work slash nfl
0: Larry um when you look at the NFL and I looked at the standings this morning uh, it doesn't look good for the Saints at 1-3, and three, but it is the first quarter of the season. I, you don't have to panic, but yet again, maybe a little bit of panic based on, again, how they played thus far, leading the league in turnovers, leading the league in penalties. This is a very undisciplined team, and Larry, you know this team inside of now. This is a this is a team that's very, very talented, but it, again, seems to be a rudderless ship right now.
5: I think the fact that you just mentioned the two statistics that are, have got to be the most worrisome because... That hasn't been the mo in a long time uh, for uh, for the Saints uh you know once they got the ship kind of righted back in 2017 uh, they weren't making all of these mistakes and you, you just see it and just just even the one uh, right before halftime I mean Andy Dalton you know uh, turns the ball over they get the ball back you take a field goal and look you know it's, you look at three points and that's the difference of the game but so it's it, it, it's you're just seeing these things fumbles from from players you wouldn't expect and uh, it, it's it's I know it's not all on the offense but the defense uh, did not have a, a great day trying to stop uh someone like uh, like Justin Jefferson yesterday but still uh, you could just look all over the place uh, the special teams hasn't been great I mean will Lutz uh, almost came through in the clutch I mean he kicked the 61 60 yarder and then almost made the 61 yarder but you know, just fumbles and mishaps on special teams, and it's 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 really something that you and me have talked about it so much going into the season. You thought the first five games might have been where the Saints could make up ground, and now they've lost ground. And uh, where do you go from here? So it's definitely, uh, but you're not panicked, but yet uh, you're you're getting there. I mean, you lose this week; it's probably time to start a little bit of panic. I mean, one and four. Uh, you you really never make the playoffs go, uh, starting off that uh, yep. that poorly in the season, and the schedule seemingly only gets tougher. Uh, uh, y- even this week's going to be a little tougher than maybe we expected.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: I mean, uh, Seattle put forty eight points on the board yesterday. I mean. You know, the Saints have been putrid on offense. They, you know, now, again, maybe that changes with Anthony Dalton if he gets to start this this week. But, uh, again, you know, even even that we don't know. Uh, we do know, again, that right now in the, in the NFC, you know, they're, 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 they're in the same breath with the Commanders, uh, the 49ers, uh, the Lions, and the Panthers. So that tells you where the Saints are right now.
5: And the Saints lost to the Panthers. And the Panthers are a bad, 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 bad team. Bad team. And, Saints, and so are the and Falcons. The Yes. And the Falcons, yeah, the Falcons aren't a great team, but uh, you know, they've managed to scratch out, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, a winner, a winner uh, here and there. And so when you look at it, uh, it's, it's definitely the Eagles and I'm not going to say everybody else uh, because I feel like teams like Tampa and Green Bay are going to be lingering. I mean, mm-hmm. Dallas has survived the loss of Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush has been a real surprise and Look, the yes. Rams are still lurking around as well. But, to, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, if you're talking about where the Saints are right now, I mean, they, they deserve to be mentioned with those kind of afterthought teams. I mean, that's where they are. Uh, and yep. it's, it, it's really even more troubling because, Eric, if we keep going the same route, you would have said, oh, well, at least uh, the silver lining is the Saints would get a top uh, a top mm-hmm. draft pick. And, oh, no, you don't that goes to the Eagles, who are one of the best right. teams in the NFL right now. So it's it's got double whammy written all over it if the Saints keep going in this direction.
0: Are the Eagles as good as their record?
5: I think that Jalen Hurts is still the key factor there. And just because we've seen it for four weeks uh, doesn't mean he he's fully to that point where we're mentioning him as a as a top quarterback in the NFL. Is he an MVP candidate this year? Absolutely. I mean he's within the probably the top four at this rate. Uh, but we need to see it longer than four games to believe it. And you were saw it in Sparks last year. Well we always see it against the Saints. So if he played the Saints every week he'd be a Hall of Fame quarterback. But Oh no doubt uh, Yeah, but I do think though that you're seeing improvements with him in the passing game. And I think that is something that the NFL needs to pay attention to uh, because you, he's been known for his athletic ability, but not known as this, this extremely potent passer. Uh, you know, so he look right now he's within the top 10 in passer rating in the NFL. He, he was in the top five last week, but that, that number mm-hmm. dipped a little bit, but still, I do think though, that you throw in, the, the Eagles ground game in and of itself. I mean they have a number one bona fide receiver. Heck, they really have a number two receiver when you when you talk about AJ Brown and yep. Devontae Smith. Uh they've got yes. a good tight end. I know their offensive line got a little bit banged up yesterday, but that unit is healthier and I feel like the, they went out and their defense got healthier. I mean they went out and got someone like Hassan Reddick who's making plays. Uh yep. you know, I, I feel like that their defense got a little better in the off season as well. So I, I think though do I think that they can say win a division? Sure. Uh, and then you go from there. But I, I think that uh, that the fact that they are 4 0. Look, I think it's more legit than maybe we think. But still, okay. I do think that I'm not totally sold that they're, say, a Super Bowl contender right yet.
0: Yeah. I'm not totally sold on the Bucks. Okay. Um, uh, I think the NFC South that the Saints can turn it around. That's a big F because again, you got to prove that you're not going to turn the ball over, you're not going to penalize, you're not going to kill yourself at this point. Uh, and can they get solid quarterbacking play? But again, and, and, and I'm, uh, the Vikings, I'm not sold. On, the Vikings are leading the, the North, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold on them either. Okay, we know that Dallas has got problems right now uh, again with with Prescott out. But as you mentioned, uh, you know their backup has played well. Uh, you know the Giants are three and one. I mean, am, am I sold on the Giants? No, I'm not. Uh, out west, you know, they're, they're kind of beating themselves a bit. You know, the Cardinals have, have, have been hot and cold. The Rams, you know. Uh, I think the NFC, as I thought it would be, is is still pretty wide open um, if the Saints can ever get their act together.
5: That's the question. <laughs> Where we are. There's no doubt right. that the NFC is, is open. And I, I, I agree with you. You and me had the same perspective going in there. Uh, you expected Green Bay to take a step back. I expect the Tampa Bay to take a little bit of a step back. I know the Rams won the Super Bowl, but uh, they lost pieces in the off season. It's like the AFC got better and the NFC uh, started falling a bit. Even even though, yeah, even though that they have uh, the reigning Super Bowl champion, and so uh, I, I do think it's wide open. But you still can't discount the the teams that we've been seeing the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, they've they've kind of been scratching and clawing and. Uh, we've seen them do that and then all of a sudden get hot and, and win a Super Bowl. Uh, You know, I, 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 they're getting a little bit healthier uh, with their skill position players. Uh, but it's in green Bay still trying to kind of work out uh, the issues with the inexperienced wide receiver core there. Mm-hmm. And yet they're still within that stratosphere of being thought of. But like, like you said, Eric, if there's ever a season for a team like the Eagles to make a jump, this would be it. Yep. I would have said the yep. same yep. thing for the Saints, but they started off 1-3 and three and the Eagles have started off
0: 4-0. No doubt. And then that's the thing. Maybe you could turn it around. You might be able to turn it around. I think there's still hope in the NFC if you can turn it around, but – Look, it's going to be tough. They're, they're making this trip back from London now. They could have gotten the bye this week. They they, they chose not to. Uh, the the, uh, the league put them at week 14 for the bye, which is a long way from now. They're beat up. Uh, they're, they're, their psyche's beat up. Uh, they got their backs against the wall with Seattle coming in now on, on, on Sunday uh, on a quick turnaround on a short week coming off of London. Uh, and, and, and honestly, it just looks like um, they continue to, to be able to have these self-inflicted mistakes. And I just... To me, it looks like a rudderless ship. I mean, again, Dennis Allen has been a great defensive coordinator. This looks a lot like Oakland right now.
5: I'm not going to go as far as to call it Oakland. <laughs> I, I don't think we're, we're at that point yet, uh, back in his tenure there. But it's just the perception of the team lacking a little bit of that, I don't want to say urgency, but maybe uh, – Maybe zest. I don't know. It, it just seems like a team often takes the mentality of a coach, but I'll, I'd also say it's not like every team in the NFL who's winning Super Bowls has these rambunctious Nick Saban-type coaches who True. are fiery and yet win. You know, so I I, I don't know. I, I think it's they just
0: seem a little too comfortable, Larry. You know, again, they look they, they went into the season. There was no real fight for, again, for positions on the team. They were pretty much locked up. It was all about continuity. And at the end of the day, they again, they're not getting – the teams are not beating them in a lot of cases. They're beating themselves. And
5: it's not like you having these rookies make major mistakes. I mean, No. You know, I know. It, so that's that's the thing. It's almost – it's weird to say maybe they're a little too veteran. And too – too many of the players have have done been there and done that, and, and maybe they're saying, "Well, you know, maybe it's uh, time to move on." I don't know. It, mm-hmm. you, you, well, I, I think there needs there, to be
0: a shakeup. I said it today. I mean, Allen's got to do something to shake this team up. I mean, we saw we had the wrath of Peyton for so long, and he was such a. I mean, look, he was a wild man, okay, and 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 you never knew what he was going to do, but again, he commanded that room, and and, and I'm wondering right now behind the scenes. Is there the the level of respect for Allen that we saw? No, not respect, fear for Allen that we saw with Peyton?
5: I would assume no, just because that's it's a different uh, a different person at the helm and uh, a different person calling the plays on offense as well. And so you know, look, like, here's the thing. Like I, I'm, this is totally speculating, but it's like, all right, well, you know, what Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. They've now made their money. I mean, do they see the writing on the wall? And they say, all right, well, we, maybe we're not, we're not going to give it our all. I don't know. I, at this point, you, you, it's fair to speculate. But if those two guys come back and play well and are healthy, then this thing can get turned around quick. Like the offense can turn around if those two players uh, can play anywhere near what we're used to seeing them and play. And you get
0: solid quarterbacking play, right?
5: I mean, well, got to get course, a solid in play. That's it. I mean, and we we you we have in this conversation we have not talked about is there no. should there be a quarterback controversy and I I go back and forth on it. I mean, it's not like Andy Dalton. I feel like overly won the job, but he definitely right. at least put himself in a conversation to think about it because Jameis has struggled and has been banged up. So now you're having to play that element. I mean. You're going to question yourself who should be your quarterback now. And uh, Look, Dennis Allen might might come out and say, look, Jameis is our guy, Jameis is our guy. Well, um, look, there's going to be heat on whoever on on that decision uh, because now it's actually something that should be at least thought about and discussed. They ran the ball this
0: week, and they had rhythm this week, something they haven't had in the first three weeks of the season under, under um, Jameis. And it's not fair because Jameis has been injured. And I think as a, as, a, as a coach, you have to make the tough decision. And if they were that close in camp, as we were told they were, it should have been an easy deal to be able to move to, to Dalton. I don't know if Dalton's going to, if he starts this week, if he's, he's going to play well. But I just I know that, again, he was able to make th- throws on all three levels. They ran the ball. He seemed effective. He did turn the ball over, almost at an interception. But, again, um, he seemed, again things seemed to look more like the Saints' offense yesterday than in the first three weeks.
5: And yet, do you make that turn? Because I feel like once you make that turn, you can't go back. I mean, look, Pittsburgh's yeah. making it right now, but it's a different story. Kenny Pickett's your future. You don't know if either one of these guys no. are your future. They're, they're, neither so, one
0: are your future. I don't think. But I, w- I would say, well, this. no, I,
5: yeah, exactly. After this year, like that's, right. the, that's, the, that's the difference. Like you know, yeah. I'm just kind of being a little generous here. The, yeah.
0: I think you could go back and, and forth with, with the hot hand because ultimately, neither one of these guys are your future at this point. I mean, I. You know, I mean, I, uh, I just, I mean, again, but I, I mean, it's a little unfair because James has been injured, though. Okay, I mean, that's that's the caveat there. Uh, is he the guy that we saw last year in the first seven games, or is he the guy that we saw in the first three games this year?
5: But even at, at points last year, in in those seven starts, he still got you on the edge of your seat because you're thinking, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. uh, making dangerous throws, this, that, and the yes. other. So it's true. So it's it's always going to be that with Jameis, and so I mean, there's a reason why he's not in Tampa anymore. Uh, You know, you don't give up on the number one overall pick if you don't think it's going to work out, and so Tampa. Unless Tom Brady
0: knocks on your door.
5: (laughs) Well, yeah, it helps that yeah, circumstances helped and uh, helped facilitate that. But yeah, like it's uh, if you're going sir, if if you're doing musical chairs at quarterback, your season's not going well.
1: So that's. uh,
5: that's where we are, I, you know. So who knows if James is going to play this week? Andy Dalton. It's, uh, but yeah, we're we're teetering, Eric. Uh, one and four is uh, is, is uh, not it, a good spot. Uh, yeah, I mean the Saints didn't even come back when the, to make the playoffs when they were over four. and Drew Brees was I mean, your quarterback. I mean, come
0: right, on. no, no, so the, just, the fat lady's singing. I'm telling you, you yeah. one and four, the fat lady's singing. There's no doubt about it. She's at that, least grabbing
5: sure. the microphone.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, trying to grab it from me. I'm the fat guy. <laughs> yeah, I want the microphone.
5: <laughs> no one can grab it from you my friend no please
0: <laughs> larry thanks for your time as always bud tell the folks uh again what you got coming up for us and how folks can follow you on social media
5: yep at larry holder on twitter uh i'm kind of doing my thing with uh with our nfl uh our coverage there uh i'm gonna start cranking up my my trend stories each and every week going a deep dive on each uh position group around the league uh and it's going to be quarterbacks this week uh just kind of coincidentally and andy dalton i'm just going to say this andy dalton's numbers i know he only did one week his numbers actually look pretty good so that might help facilitate that decision so that that'll come out later in the week leading up to uh the full slate of games of week five so com slash nfl
0: thanks brother appreciate
5: your time you got it even talk again next week
0: You got it. At Larry Holder on Twitter, I'm Eric Asher. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. AC Breaks down. They're there for you. They'll be there with an 8th certified technician even after hours. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by Henry Step Jr. Gin. We'll be right back. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Dallahoosey at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You gotta get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? Uh, I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away.
1: At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum.
4: Wait, every time you wake up, is the same day? That's terrible.
1: Yeah, don't worry. I call Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever.
4: Yeah, but don't you want it to end?
1: Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best. Yeah, it's a good point. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
2: I absolutely love my dog, but the constant shedding, not so much. But then I got a Swiffer Sweeper Pet Kit, and it is amazing. These super thick cloths pick up a crazy amount of hair. Just look at all that. And that was from just one swipe. And the best part? Sweeper's so much easier to maneuver than a broom or a vacuum, easily getting around chairs and under the couch. You're right. Now I can focus on you, not your shedding. Swiffer Sweeper Pet Kit because shed happens looking for more customers running boards marketing is the leader in effective and affordable advertising on digital mobile billboard trucks just like this radio ad digital mobile billboards will enhance your existing advertising efforts making any marketing campaign more efficient and effective your brand message will be hard to ignore and highly impactful with rates starting as low as 297 per month Learn more by visiting runningboardsmarketing.com today. That's runningboardsmarketing.com, and allow us to drive your message to where the people are.
0: All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our friends at in Jen, inspired by the rugged coast of the Southwest Scotland Sea, all right there on the on the coast of Scotland. Uh, get out there and enjoy it. Only, again, around until March of 2023. I want to thank Larry Holder for joining us on the program. All the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericadget.com for a slide to the sponsor sponsor our show. And uh, please support those sponsors. Uh, I want to thank uh, Rudy back at studio for producing. I want to thank you for uh, listening to the program and also supporting our sponsors. Uh, and coming up next, is Ken Trahan with All Access. John Forkey, uh, former Saints quarterback, former Shaw great, former Ole Miss great is his guest. My name is Eric Asher. Thanks so much for listening. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock, for another edition of Inside New Orleans. From the dog catch to the gubna, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.